Howdy, Yokes! Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by you! We want to build this thing as big as it can be. More episodes, merchandise, events, giveaways, you name it. No, like, actually name it. We'll do it, but we can't do it alone. If you enjoy this episode or any of our episodes, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. And consider checking out some of the great reward tiers we got set up over there, or making a donation of any kind. We want to keep this podcast free and available for everyone. So if you have a couple bucks to spare, anything goes a long way. We could really use your help to make this podcast the best it can possibly be. So thanks for donating, and thank you even more for listening. Hi, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And we're back with another great movie from our friends over at Marvel. Counting down the movies until we get to... To the Black Panther! Black Panther. Black Panther! Oh, Black Panther! It's not Japanese. Is it Black Panther? Did you try helicopter? (laughs) Yeah, I said that. He didn't want me to make out so fast. We've already reviewed the first 14 movies in the series, so you can go back and listen to those episodes if you want. Or you can listen to us really crap all over Polar Express. Whatever you want to listen to. Or you can listen to this. And then I'll help you get caught up on what's already happened, as well as some of the other great movies we've done. Uh, or you can just dive in with us now, because we've got a brand new no, we don't. episode to bring to your ears. And one new hero, I think. So maybe. We can talk about that. But maybe. without further ado, Tyler, what did you think of Legends of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul? Dude, this is one of those about Legends... Obviously, that's not what we Let watched, me tell but... you about my fourth favorite owl-related movie. <laughs> Here's the truth about Legend of the Guardians. I I am an admin on the Super Carlin Brothers Facebook page. Yeah. I get I get yeah. a direct message on Facebook three or four times a day, a positing day? a day, positing theories about Legends of the Guardian or Guardians of the Legends or the Owls Legends of, of the Hidden Temple. Legends. I'll, I'll be honest with you. People are always talking to me about that, and uh, I have never seen it. I have no intention of seeing it. I don't know anything about it. But what? Let me tell you what I did watch, Ethan. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, a movie based on an okay song. I mean, it's a very good song. It's a very good song. It's a very good song, but I don't what know. What song is that, Tyler? It's Brandy by Looking Glass. By Looking Glass. Uh, it's it's described in the movie as one of Earth's greatest compositions, and it's described by its author as definitely not one of Earth's greatest compositions. Uh, that is probably, uh, what did he say? What did he say it was? I have no uh, idea. You did more research on Brandy by Looking Glass than I ever wanted to do in my entire life. He said the greatest American composition was Desperado. Like Bruce Springsteen? I think so. No, not Bruce Springsteen. Maybe? No, the Eagles. No, the Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah. Ah! know about that well that's just what he said it's a good I song mean, for sure well i'm just disagreeing with whoever guy for looking glasses it, it's a great song i do love myself some of the eagles but it's not even my favorite the eagles song i agree with you it's probably not even top three what about your favorite billy joel song or what are we at number four <laughs> number four number four favorite billy joel song who nelly uh i don't even remember which ones i've already said <laughs> <laughs> Um, Piano Man. <laughs> I'm going to look up Billy Joel songs. Uh, I'm going to go with New York State of Mind. This is a great piano ballad about being from New York. I like, I'm a big fan of, this is the top five according to Spotify. Top five most played. Uh, number four is She's Always a Woman. And I, I like that one. You know, what's an, you know what's an underrated Billy Joel song is The Entertainer. Uh, it's adequately rated as one of the greatest Billy Joel songs. It is underrated. It, Ethan, what movie did you watch this week for real? We watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. You already said this. I know. 
It was it was, this this came out less than a year ago. Yeah, it was released May fifth, <coughs> two thousand seventeen. That is two hundred and fifty eight days ago. That's like a quarter of a thousand days plus eight. Yeah, it had a, a Gonzo budget. You're moving around in the script. I don't know if you're gonna change this number of two hundred million dollars, and it made an obscene amount for the quality of movie it was at eight hundred and sixty three point seven million dollars. Ah, uh. uh <laughs> gigajillion dollars uh it got incredibly good reviews uh 83 critic review 88 percent uh audience reception reception and a 67 on metacritic let me ethan let me stop ethan, you i right want there. your i want let your quick stop you right binary there. review on this movie because binary okay bin- is that the new thing we're doing now we're doing binary we're doing reviews binary reviews okay before we get into our quick review. explanation on what that is uh all binary code is written in just series of o's and or zeros and ones zeros and ones zero is bad one is good. one is good this movie is a big fat stinking zero i'm surprised you zero said i actually I'm granted a one i believe generally that when it comes to these marvel movies especially in the later stages that rotten tomatoes is a little bit generous yeah i mean definitely people have uh this kind of movie on. is in no way an 83 percent. that's a b minus ethan this is not a b minus movie you think it's like a c i don't know if this movie necessarily fails but it sure as heck can't move to the next part of its major. It's got to retake this class. Oh, I agree with you there. This is a ma- now, maybe a hard D plus movie. I'll be, I'll be. Listen, Ethan, I'll level with you. Brandy by Looking Glass is a strange song to base a movie. Ah, uh, I'll just give you that right now. I did, however, however, just as long as we're talking about the music, real quick. I did enjoy Awesome Mix Volume Two better than Awesome Mix Volume One. Yeah, that's like. I think I'm going to disagree with you on everything you say today. Probably, but first of all, your shining endorsement. There is no cherry bomb on here. That's true. Um, it's, need I go on? <laughs> if you gave me a mixtape that had cherry bomb on it, I would break it in half. I would Here's say, listen, what... sir or madam, person that just gave me a mixtape, who sir do you think madam. you are? Here's what I want to know, Ethan. This movie has a lot of characters, okay? You, were, you and I are familiar with, there's a bunch of characters Most of in these yeah. movies. Um, a lot of these characters were interesting and developing in the first movie like drax was an idiot and took everything literally but kind of grew and started to understand power of friendship stuff like that and then in this movie just loudly laughs and is like insanely rude so the problem the i have with this movie right off the bat right off the bat is that it is clear that a lot has happened off screen yes they have they have grown and developed as a team to the point where this movie goes under the presumption that they are as developed as they're going to get. Well, yeah, because now they have to fight somebody who can end the universe. Right, and that's fine. That's all well and good. It's a pretty good training for what's about to end or happen when they fight another guy who can end the universe. No, Ego's stronger than Thanos. Uh, he's very easily killed, though. Yeah, but very, he's, he's very easily bigger threat than. Thanos. Okay, okay, hold Easy. on, hold on. Before we get any farther into this, um, and probably too far, we should probably say this: this movie, this review is gonna have spoilers in it for this yeah. movie. Uh, we've already made some. Sorry. Well, I, I'm not really sorry. I mean. We, should, we probably should part, start putting spoiler alerts in these. I mean, if you're going to listen to Bacon and Eggs, you need to understand that we're discussing the movie as people who have seen it. I, um, yeah, but this is within the last year. That's true. But here's the truth about it, okay? Like, Ego, listen, I'll level with you. The first act of this movie is total garbage. I don't like the whole, like... Whoa, 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 whoa. Roll this one back for a second. Not to interrupt you. I appreciate what you're saying. I'm going to take it even farther than that. The first... 95% of this movie is total garbage. No, I disagree with you. Uh, disagree that's okay. You. you can disagree. You're entitled to your 
misguided I'm opinion. Gonna, if you're going to say all of it except for literally the saddest part of the movies. No, not the saddest, but the, 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 the slight build up to that and then the ending. I like the ending fight scene. What I don't like is Rocket stealing the batteries. I think that whole story could have been just taken completely out. Yeah, it had no bearing like, whatsoever. Right. Well, it, but then it had bearing, but like it didn't need to. Like Ego can just be strong enough that he can fight all of the Guardians at the same time while they're in his like brain chambers. Right. And he clearly you know, is like, because they were all right. single-handedly dispatched within 30 seconds of them showing up. Right. So I don't see much need to have the the, the people in, in gold, whatever they're called. The, like the Sovereign. The Sovereign, which is a cool freaking name, by the way. And maybe that was like a, a lot of a nod to like the, the comics and people were like, oh, the Sovereign made it. I love those characters. But like that kind of fan service is not necessary when you are presenting a group of heroes who are known in the film community, like in the in the no Marvel fan community as being less famous, right? Right. I think when you are presenting these characters, you can just basically write them however you want. And you should draw inspiration from their comic origin because that's, you know, that's great source material. But you also got to remember that their comic origin wasn't a huge success, right? So it's okay to change the story to make it a huge success. Right. You got a do-over button. You don't need the sovereign. I get it. He needed to steal the batteries so that they could blow up the brain. Rocket always has bombs on him. Right. Like, you could have just, Rocket's got two bombs on him. Because literally earlier in that scene, he threw a bunch of bombs on the Ego's tentacles and shocked them to death. Yeah, but, I mean, those wouldn't have done it. But it, Okay, but he could have... Yeah, could have given them the option. Anyway, he could have had a this, neutrino This bomb. movie plays off the first one in, in a lot of the wrong ways, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. In the, like, it took what they had established in the first one, which is this is, like, a funny movie. It's still got some serious parts, but it's a funny movie. It's going to make you laugh, and it's going to make you enjoy these characters. I, I did not laugh, and for the most part, I did not enjoy these characters. Yeah, I didn't like what they did with Drax in this one. Um, I... I there was a hold on one second I don't like what they did with Drax that was like probably the thing I was most upset about was how they just like took this character that was really really cool and interesting and just like ruined him yeah it's like everything you know, it was, about him and that he's like super literal he doesn't understand jokes and now he like makes jokes Right. It just like got it. completely backwards. You were absolutely right. Like, I didn't laugh nearly as much in this one. And then, like, the whole Quill and Gamora thing, I was kind of under the impression that the, it wasn't, like, an unspoken thing at this point. Right. But it, but it is. It is, yeah. It's not... They're not out, per se. They're not out with each other, even. I, I thought... And, and the thing that I don't get with Gamora's character is they have this whole scene in the first fight against the big, um, thing. Whatever it is. The, the thing that was going to steal the batteries. Big yeah, squid. Yeah, snake monster. Snake tentacle thing. Right. Yeah. Got it. There's a lot of, like, like hentai fights going on in this movie. But um, Well, I didn't, I, I'll tell you what. I actually, I hated that fight scene. I get like, oh, Baby Groot, he's so cute. Mm, and Baby Groot's saving Grace. Yeah. Um, I'm going to disagree with you right off the bat here. This is the best fight scene in the whole movie. Really? I really enjoyed the, like perspective shots oh i thought it was stupid i liked I it i thought it was really cool i really enjoyed it but anyway that's not even what i was talking about right now uh give me okay. give me a second to roll this thought through and then we can go back to that they gave gamora this like coming of age moment almost where it, it like she she's all like oh the sword's not gonna work against a big alien monster thing and then she uses a gun and it doesn't work and she decides last minute to use the sword and the sword works because peter's like the swords are your thing like stick with what you know and then that never becomes relevant again i know I, it's just it's it's a little jumbled it's a little confusing and then like the sovereign i was dissatisfied with like they were supposed to be this like perfect civilization and really uptight and then they were and then they weren't you know what i'm saying where they were like 
cracking jokes and they were like all into the video game right drone flying and like right i also have an issue with them being drones because there's that drones makes it no consequence for them well that's the point yeah that's stupid it, it cheat oh, it makes that whole dogfight cheap correct where it's like Ego only just... only one side is on you know any kind of danger right that's Stupid. Okay, but what did you think? Uh, so this movie, there's a lot of crap with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I actually was not crazy about Michael Rooker in the first one. And who is Michael just, Rooker? Who's Michael Rooker? He's Yondu. Okay. Um, I was say that like that's about, obvious. I thought I thought I thought people knew who Michael Rooker was. I know him as Daryl Dixon. What from the Walking Daryl Dixon is not Daryl Dixon. Uh, Merle Dixon. Oh, Daryl Dixon's brother. Well, gotcha. I was like Daryl Dixon. That's the dude from Boondocks. <laughs> no, his brother. Um. Uh, I, I I I just didn't feel I, I like. Don't he talk fit about, I don't want to talk about. I don't hold on. I don't want to talk about Yandu yet. Okay. I'm not ready to talk about Yandu yet. Um. Let's. So. Let, yeah. Let's, let's. So we talked about Drax. I, yeah. I have the same issues that you brought up with Drax. Uh, I want to like save. I want to save wrong. Yandu for a little bit because he's kind of a shining moment in this movie for me. That's what I was actually uh, getting to. But uh, okay. So what do you think about? I, I think we don't get enough Quill. Yeah, this movie's really not about Peter, weirdly enough. Uh, the conflict is centered around him. Right, but it's like he... First of all, they gave Chris Pratt... The, like, the movie, the first movie relied a lot on Chris Pratt's comedic timing. Right. This movie did not at all. It didn't even right. give him a chance to showcase it at all. All he did was yell. Right, he just kept, like, having arguments with he people. He just screamed just, at everyone the whole time. And... I just, there's a lot more that he could have done. Yeah. And uh, I just didn't, we just didn't get it. Yeah. I did like, I, I like the conflict in this movie. I like Ego. Uh, a lot more than I did my first few passes. It's a little heavy handed calling him Ego and then having him well, be like he is. That's just his villain name. Like, what? What do you mean? That's just like, that's just his name. Yeah, I know. I'm saying the people who wrote this, it's a little heavy handed. Right. I, I agree with you there. But yeah. Well, it's supposed to be like the I am, like a commentary on there being one sovereign bad. Right. Yeah, I get that. And that's what I'm saying. It's like I it's one of those things that I feel like I don't need to be beat over the head with. Right. Like it like it makes sense. But ego's not like it's a little like I agree with you, it's a little a little heavy handed, but it wasn't like he was named I am, you know. I don't know what you're getting at with I am. Or like, you know, the the one or something like that. I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying. I agree with you. It's heavy handed. Yeah. I I, I don't know. It just like maybe it's because I've studied too much psychology, but like I uh, yeah, I took a lot of psych classes in college that like that word is just kinda like a trigger word that I just don't want to hear uh, in this in this context. Not like not in like having an ego and like being, you know, the way it's used colloquially, but like the, the, the like Freudian meaning about it. Right. I liked, I did like something in this movie. I actually, like like I said, I like the conflict. I liked the idea that he's been to all these different planets and he's done this thing. Um, I, I think when they, I know you don't want to get to Yondu yet, but I think when they explain what Yondu did and they show you all the bones of the children that Ego killed. Yeah, that was a powerful like, moment. Yeah, it's like, well, Yondu, yeah, you don't get to be a part of the Ravagers because you're dealing children. All of the children. Yeah, because at first I thought it was just Peter. And I was like, I, but you're just doing kind of like an error for the dude's father. Right. Um. Well, I mean, you could say that about all those kids, but. <laughs> right, but like, it, I thought it was literally just Peter. Like, right. And that was, I think that's what they, that's they, what they had wanted you, believe. you to think. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, so, uh, run me down the other guardians real quick. How did how did, uh, we talked a little bit about Gamora? What you, did you did your Gamora stock rise or fall in this one? My Gamora stock, I feel like rose a little bit. Um, I think that she carries. She doesn't given a lot to work with, but I think that like her and Nebula's little conflict throughout this movie carries a lot of it. Um, I liked Nebula know, even less. What I okay. So Nebula was given 
even less to work with in this movie. And Karen Gillan just isn't menacing. Well, and they would just be on the same team. Nobody wants Thanos alive. Well, they. I think that's what we're... Like, she wants to be on right. the Guardians Okay, now. first of all, first issue with Nebula. She's just gonna roll in here looking like a Pop-Tart. What <laughs> is up with the... With the? She looks like a Wildberry Pop-Tart, man. What's up with the, the purple? Well, every time Gamora would defeat her, Thanos would replace a part of her body with, like, a robot piece. So he stuck a purple face piece in? Yeah. I, I don't know. She looks like a wild berry pop tart from the 90s that's the first thing i thought of she popped out and i was like yo what's up pop tart um karen gillen just isn't menacing she can be very cool yeah like jumanji, jumanji taught she's, me anything is that karen gillen can be a badass yeah she's very bad for this part yeah it's just poorly and i feel bad for her because i liked her as amy pond i didn't like her in this and i liked her in jumanji oh, she, she's just not like a great actress either. yeah i mean like, that's for sure but she plays that type of character well she does not play this type of character well where she's like big bad scary mercenary villain person right um yeah i don't know i'm not sold on nebula i'm not sold on gamora i like gamora a lot more like i said i like i feel like she was able to carry a lot more of the story um i love the scene like i almost did laugh when she like takes the gun from the gunship that nebula flies in on like fires that at her and it's just this like comically huge minigun in her arm right i thought that and was then hilarious. she saves nebula well, like well yeah she's gotta save her. Well, why shoot her in the face then why you all you wanted was to win all i wanted was a sister yeah that was a, that 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 line i think probably accomplished more than it should have it accomplished a lot for me i was like oh my goodness but that's what i'm saying is like they, they gave us nothing in their relationship prior to think that this would be the case right. it's like they're exposing it with just the line and that it doesn't it falls short for me you think it falls short i thought it was adequate um, i thought it was very inadequate i think that there was no like because usually you get a line like that and you can look back and and think about like oh here's the times where you could see this happening none of those there were none of those. So this movie sets us up for a lot of storylines in the future. Which storyline are you hoping for in Infinity War and Part 2? And which storylines are you hoping for in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? There's a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Yeah. Confirm. I'm hoping that storyline doesn't happen. Oh, I, I know exactly I'm, what I want. I'm hoping... Hoping. I keep saying hope. You said hoping and now I'm saying hoping. I'm hoping yeah. James Gunn is just like, nah, let's kill it. No, he's not going to do that. Um... I wish. One can dream. One can dream, but what, this movie set us up for a great storyline with great characters. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, but this was Did so not, bad. This was so bad, but what was... So, like, while all the crap of this movie was going on, you'd see little shining moments, and all of those shining moments had one thing in common. Um, and Yeah, they were Yondu, and he's dead. They were Yondu, and they were also the Ravagers, okay? So you got, like, his buddy who now can fly the arrow, who yeah, I love. Craglin. Craglin. I love yeah. Craglin. I could, I could watch it. Craglin and Korg take over the galaxy, the movie. Um, Buddy Cop movie. The, ne the Netflix Buddy show. Buddy Cop movie. <laughs> and then, uh, although Netflix should give up on their Buddy Cops. Uh, Are you referring to Bright? Uh, yeah. That's bad. I haven't watched it. Oh, yet. it's bad. But, uh, um, but also, you get Stallone's character, who I'm... I'm I one can only pray that man reprises that role Dude, because his one scene with Yondu when outacts yeah that's what I'm saying the whole you've series. got a problem with a acting b scripting when seventy something year old Sylvester Stallone is your best actor and he walks in and like he just makes a mockery of everything Sylvester Stallone I love Sylvester Stallone I really do out of the like jarhead looking old dudes that were in the Expendables he's probably my favorite oh, but yeah. he's a bad actor he's always he been did. a bad actor i mean but you like when you watch that scene in this movie it, you feel like he's been a character in these movies no before. for like sure he, 
for sure. He doesn't feel like he's putting on that gauntlet no, for the first time. No, And it doesn't, and he doesn't make it script. feel like it's beneath him either. Which a lot of times when you get like a big, like, big name ringer actor in for like a tiny part like this, mm-hmm. it feels like, oh, they're just making a camp. This didn't feel like a cameo. Right, no, this felt like, right. I'm going to get more of but this. But like you, you, like I'm saying, when, when Sylvester Stallone delivering these lines becomes one of the best parts of your movie, rethink your script. Because you, oh, I, I you look back you. at like, early Stallone movies like like First Blood the first Rambo movie all he did in that movie was everything Peter does in this movie which is just scream at people well one can only pray that you know 40 years from now uh, Chris Pratt shows up in Guardians of the Galaxy volume 16 and uh, nothing is over and it delivers some great lines as a King of the Ravagers. Yeah. Um, but no, that is a great storyline that I'm, I'm very much looking forward to wherever it comes to pass. And if that is Guardians of the Galaxy 3, then awesome. And if they let it die, shame on them. Because yeah, I don't I mean, think it's going to be Infinity War. Did you... So there's like four... There's like the Guardians of the Galaxy not... Right, like the... I guess the Attackers of the Galaxy or the Ravager clan. Yeah. That gets together with Stallone. Did you have the same mistake I did and I, I had to look it up to make sure I was wrong? Did you think the girl in green was Hella? Yeah. Well, I didn't think she was, I was but I thought it was like the same actress for a second. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I didn't think it was Hella, but I was just like, what? Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> this is my real question. Where is that? Where is she, that? I, I looked up some trivia. I Googled it. I was like, is that yeah. Hella at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? And uh, all of the responses were like, no, you're an idiot. That's somebody <laughs> yeah. else. And Sorry. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Simple yeah. mistake to make. You. I didn't think it was like going to actually be Hella. I was just like, why is she playing this the same part? And what's going on here? Well, I thought it was going to like bring in, like maybe throw Korg there in the background or something. I don't know. It's just a little like, because uh, cause it looks like Thor is going to be the one that brings the Guardians to the Avengers. It seems like it, yeah. That seems like it's uh, going to be the thing. Yeah. He's going to show up with Just, his new misfit band of people, including Korg and Meek and the, you know, and the Guardians. Is hands? <laughs> um, I'm kind of sad that Mantis appears to be in the Infinity War. I don't I don't get it, man. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like Mantis could easily have died with Ego, and it, that would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, I don't know. She's, I get, the thing she's is, like a I refugee from the planet or whatever, but. I don't dislike her. Like, I don't want to say that. I don't want to give off the wrong impression. I don't want to crap on everything about this movie because it did have a shining moment. Um, I don't dislike Mantis. I also just don't care. Yeah, she's like, a very forgettable character. Right. It's kind of like how I felt about Hope throughout most of The Last Jedi. And then and then all of a sudden she was really important. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, we've got this weird, like, romance going on between her and Drax. Right. Yeah. But not really, but also kind of. Because you are beautiful on the inside. <laughs> I don't. I also don't think she's hideous. Like, Drax is supposed to be, like, bluntly honest. Right, well, but that's... Because, I mean, you get the, the kind of thing there where, like, that's not the kind of woman Drax is attracted to because, yeah, you know, you're obviously attracted to the people that kind of look like your species, the people that are, like, would be the best mate for you, and Drax doesn't need a mate like that. He wants some big, burly, strong person. Who doesn't dance. Right, who does not dance. He has that whole scene, which I actually think could have been a powerful development moment for Drax, but then they just kind of cheapen his character with constantly going, ha 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 She just revealed your deepest, darkest secret! Yeah, um... Why do they split up? I mean, I'm I get not like done talking I, about I, this. I, okay. But yeah, no. Um, we'll get back to that in a second. But yeah, so he drags. He literally says, you know, she was the perfect woman for me. I saw her, and even the strongest music in the world could not have made her dance. And like, that's the kind of person he wants, and that is the opposite of who Mantis is. She's like very petite and and thin, and he keeps talking about how like skinny and weak she looks, and so therefore she's disgusting to him. I'll say this, and it was it was good in the first one uh, about Drax. I think if there was anything improved about Drax in this one, and I, and I could be wrong, I, uh, I 
I'm not watching the first one right now, but I thought the way he, they did his makeup in this one was insanely good. Yeah. Like, very, very everybody, cool. Everybody, the like, only problem I have with this is everybody who had makeup on, like, face makeup, kind of looked like their eyes were bleeding. They were. Did you not know? No. Did you notice that, like, like Drax looked like that? He had this, like, red stuff, like, kind of, like, around his eyes, and so did Gamora. And they're tired, bro. It's it just kind of weird for me. I didn't, I didn't really get it. I didn't really understand that part. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, his, his makeup looked really good. His whole aesthetic looked really good. Still super buff. Yeah, he's super strong. Dave Batista's a big guy. Big dude. Big dude. Uh, so glad they got him and not like John Cena. Oof. I think Woof. Dwayne the Rock Johnson would have made a great Drax. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I had an idea for in 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 the in the Maku. I'd love to see Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the MCU. Who did I have him pegged as? I mean, he could do like Juggernaut or something. Yeah, he would have made a good Thor. Ball. Doesn't have to be. He can't be blonde. Sure, he can. Uh, okay, I'm trying to think. I had a I had a good good character in mind for him. Now it's completely lost. He could be um who's the X Men guy, the big rock dude, Colossus. Colossus. He's not Russian. He could be. I guess it's just an accent. He could be um who's uh the villain in the next Deadpool. I have no idea. Oh, uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna evade me. He could be him. I'm gonna have to find out. He, Sorry. He could be the thing. With this. Why would it, why are you doing this? It'll just take me a second. Don't care about Deadpool. Really? Yeah. Why not? Because it wasn't good. Oh, yeah, it was. The first one? Yeah. Yeah, it was the second most overhyped movie to ever exist. Behind what? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is good. I have not said it wasn't good. It, it's ranked as my number three in this list. I'm just saying it was the most overhyped movie of all time. It, it is a little overhyped. No, it's not a little overhyped. Cable. Cable is the name of the villain. Golly. Cannot believe I couldn't remember that. I've never heard of that person. Uh, he's like notorious for being just like insanely buff. Like the, ah. the artist who drew Cable was like known for making all of the heroes and villains and everybody like just humongous. And uh, and he was the one that developed Cable the most during that time. Gotcha. And uh, well, yeah. fair enough. I have one and, and maybe I'm done with crapping on this movie after this. Uh, maybe. I'm not promising that, but I have one unforgivable issue with this movie. What's that? Peter refers to Rocket as a trash panda. What's wrong with that? Everything's wrong with that. As Marvel, that? as Marvel trying to be all cute and meta and like we incorporate memes into our movies. People been calling raccoons trash pandas for gazillions of years. No, they haven't. Oh yes, no, they, they have. haven't. That's not a meme. Yes, it is. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, that's a meme. For the movie, about, for the guy that doesn't know what an MP3 player is. Do you think the Zune is going to have music from when the Zune was popular on it? Probably. I would hope so. I, I definitely think it's going to be a bridge with, like, to introduce Peter to some new music. Oh, duh. But it's not going to be like, like, uh, what's that Bruno Mars song? Uptown Funk. Uptown Funk. It's not going to be Uptown Funk, is it? I have no idea. I, I know as much about Peter Zune as you do. I know a good bit about it. About it, actually. James Gunn's already answered some questions on it. Okay, then you know more about Peter Gunn or Peter Zune <laughs> than I do. It's gonna I be. Saw this do you want to know? For, no, I don't. Okay. I mean, sure, whatever. But I saw this movie for the first time today. Did you like it? This movie? No. Yeah. No. I mean, as much. Are as, we disappointed? As Were you like liked, almost frustrated? I was super frustrated. I was super frustrated. It just. It was. It had so many things that were there about it. It looked great. Like it. it you know, the 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 battle sequences were well done. The choreography was there. The the graphics were there. It looked great. It, it sounded great. It had everything. It was The script was so bad. Script was garbage. Like, literally, you texted me about it while you were watching it. You were like, was this written by a five-year-old? It, like... Like, it... Whoever wrote this script did not attend what UCLA Berkeley or what UC Berkeley or whatever school it is did not attend their... 
perfect film, like, screenplay class. They did not learn about Back to the Future Part 1. Yeah, yeah, because Back to the Future Part 1 doesn't sound like it was written by a five-year-old butthead. It doesn't. Oh, it does at certain parts. Yeah, but not in a, not in this, not in a, like, I don't comprehend the English language or how to make good dialogue kind of way. It just, like, there was a bunch of things they said that was just like, why would you say it that way? Yeah. Why would, like, that's not even exposition. It just doesn't make any sense why you'd say that at all. Do you have a good example? I'm pulling up quotes right now. Believe it or not. Yeah. Okay. Then I would like that because I would. There, there. I, I can't think of one either. I'm not like just saying. Oh, do you have an example? Because you're wrong. I'm like I, I, I agree with you, but I don't have examples either. Like, like Peter Quill saying, "You shouldn't have killed my mom, comma, and squished my Walkman." You know, and like that yeah. one, I guess, is like. You know, obviously that's the thing he cares about a lot. But if we learn anything in this movie, it's that there are a lot of copies of Quill's favorite movie. Yeah, they got them all over the place. Floating around. Yeah. But, right, it's but, not just... But it's like, it's the, the tape that his mom made him. That's true. In the Walkman or whatever. Uh, and, you know, so it's... it's I get that. It's like a sentimental thing. But there's a, there's a lot of... Okay. They've all... They're doing the hero pose, right? Yeah. At, towards the end. They've all come back together. And they're doing the hero pose. And Mantis is holding... Uh, Oh, this is like one of the few times in the movies I actually laughed. And like Rock just shows up and hit Mantis after everything happens. And then Drax says, Mantis, look out. Like a five-year-old could have written that. Uh, yeah, I get that, but, like, that's true to form, though. I guess. Like, that's something but, they like, would have done in the first movie. I was That was funny. I liked that part. I laughed. Them talking to Groot during that first fight was stupid. They would just ignore him. Eh, you're, you're you're picking the wrong parts for me. These are parts I like. I mean, I'm lo- I'm looking I'm looking at all of the good quotes from the movie. I loved so like... I loved the first fight. Scene. I said this earlier. I loved the first fight scene where it was all taking place from Groot's perspective, and he was like trying to eat a bug, and and I mean, it felt like it was just another job to them, which is I think what was it was supposed to be. I'll tell you, probably one of the best and worst scenes of the whole movie is when Groot can't figure out the fin. It's awful because was, it goes on I, forever. Um, I think it went on just long enough, actually. I, I, this is so weird. You're pointing out all the things I loved. And then, and then, but then when Groot's talking to him, and Rocket's like, he hates hats on anyone, not just himself. <laughs> One minute he thinks someone has a weird shaped head, the next minute it's just because you realize the part of that head is a hat. Wait, that's why you don't like hats? <laughs> he's like, he's learning stuff through translating. <coughs> um,. But no, actually, I thought that went on just long enough. I think one more time would have been too much. And I thought they were going to go one more time because he clearly couldn't figure out what the fin was. And he was pulling up the gum jar or whatever. And uh, and, and Craglin was like, that ain't it, son. Yeah, I'm going to adopt this cowboy accent that I'm going to drop immediately. <laughs> that was the only part. And I love uh, I love Kirk Douglas. No, Kurt Russell. Not Kurt Douglas. Kurt Russell, who plays uh, Ego. Mm-hmm. Love him. Love him. But he kept trying to pull off the cowboy thing. He would he would just like dive into this like gunslinger accent every now and then and fall straight back out of it. Yeah, it was super weird. And he would just sound like Herb Brooks from Miracle. Is he Herb Brooks in Miracle? He is. He's the, the coach. Oh, that makes sense. He's the coach. It, okay, some movies do this from time to time. I can't believe this has happened in more than one movie. In fact, I can think of like three off the top of my okay, head that have done this. Dodgeball, SpongeBob. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 feature David Hasselhoff cameos? Yeah. Why? Why do we need that at all? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I had the same questions. Is David Hasselhoff like a huge deal to some people? I think I he was in like, the 80s. Yeah. Because like, Peter's still... I'll Peter's, you that all one. of Peter's media comes from when he was a kid. Okay. Put like Georgie McFly in there or something. Or, I don't... I just don't... Why David Hasselhoff? Like... And it's not even just like was, the one was little Baywatch, cameo. It was Baywatch, man. 
It wasn't Baywatch. It was Knight Rider. It was Knight Rider 2. Oh, Knight Rider was cool. People loved that. I forgot about Knight Rider. That's what it was in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about that. I was thinking Baywatch. Yeah. But no, Knight Rider was cool. People loved Knight Rider. People loved and then, Knight Rider. Yeah, they, they did. But that's not the... This movie is for a, like, a younger generation. I don't know. Uh, and then, like, just I'm looking through all these conversations, and there's, like, an insane amount of them that include Hasselhoff's name, which... Yeah, he talks the whole time about, like, I thought my dad was David Hasselhoff. Yeah. And again, like, just some really... It was Chris Pratt who was a great comedic actor delivering some really bad lines. Yeah, he, I think his best work was towards the end where he's, like, when Ego reveals that he gave his mom the tumor and he's, like, you killed my mom. And then he starts, like, shooting the crap out of him. Yeah. I, I thought that was his best scene. Yeah, definitely. Because he wasn't just, like, screaming at everyone. Right. He's, like, using his yeah, feelings like a motivation a person. Uh... Yeah, I don't know, man. That's, that's I don't know what else to say about Peter Quill in this movie. It was uh, underrepresented. Yeah, we did not. We did not get the best Peter Quill. We did not get the Could've Peter Quill better. we deserved. Um, and then just to, just to touch back on like the conversations that that I think a five year old could have written. When I know we touched on this just real quick, but the uh when at the beginning when they're talking about like when drax is like the beast hide is too thick to be pierced from the outside i must cut through it from the inside and then quill and gamora go back and forth about like well that doesn't make any sense yeah, skin is the same thickness on the inside as the outside right I just, like, my my like, issue to me to me that's like a five-year-old came up to me and he was like you know what i was just thinking about skin just as tough on both sides right um which is not true technically but you just you you the, you approach the layers in a different order. Correct. Um, but what the thing that I the problem I have with it is is like yeah the skin's the same thickness, but he's got access to a lot of other things when he's inside it. Like you know its heart. Yeah, that's just then he could have just ripped out. But no, no, he was too concerned with cutting a big hole in it. I don't know. That was the issue I had with that with that scene. It's not the fact that like that that that, that Drax had an issue with the skin. It's just like he once he was inside it and realized he couldn't just cut his way out. Like focus on something else, bro. Right, right, and then. I... You can get eaten by this thing and it's not a big deal. Why wouldn't they all just get eaten by it? Um, I don't know. I don't have an answer Showtime. to Showtime. I don't know. What's Showtime? Uh, Showtime A-Holes is a quote from uh, Peter Quill. Ah. Oh, man. And Drax with the nipple thing? Why? Why? I don't know. I don't know because there's no, like... You could have literally just given Drax, like, a Drax line about, like, a real warrior does not need to fly. Right. And not like, like, I have, have sensitive, sensitive nipples. nipples. Like, you just want to say nipples yeah. on TV, bro. And penis. Did you give Did you make a penis? penis? Bruh. Dude! What, like, I also don't think Drax would have been the one to ask that question. I think Rocket would have. Yeah. Rocket would have been like, I was genetically created. Yeah. Like, formed. Yeah. I've got a dick. Look at this. Right. <laughs> I am Groot. Okay, so we talked about, we haven't talked a whole lot about Rocket. Did your rocket stock rise or drop? My rocket stock was already pretty high. Yeah. So I loved Rocket in the I first was, movie. I don't think I disliked Rocket in this movie, but I don't think it rose. I, I, I didn't dislike him either, but my my stock definitely dropped. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think it dropped as significant as Drax. Yeah. Uh, that was probably my biggest yeah. offense in this movie was Drax. Uh, but you know, Rocket, we see a different side of Rocket. I mean, he's doing a bunch of stuff that like he just didn't do in the first movie. Like he talked about stealing things he wasn't supposed to, but then he didn't in the first movie. In this one, he just straight up like steals the thing they were hired to protect, which isn't very much. I think like him i think he would just take the money and right. go um so i thought that was a little bit strange on his part uh and then he's doing like the winking thing and he can't figure out which eye he's winking with i don't know if that's evidence that he's like dying but we also get like a lot more of like rocket is not just the brains and groot is the muscle right. like rocket is the brains and the muscle in this movie right. which i like uh and you can see him like laying all the traps and using those and like fighting off the entire army of ravagers but then when it comes to like you've got to fight uh yondu or nebula like, he's just completely outmatched right well uh, yondu just tears cool. into him at that one part oh yeah i loved that development between the 
two of them. That was really, really cool. I could have gotten a whole movie of those two. Yeah, like the, um, what is he? I'm going to find the quote real quick. Hang on. You go right ahead. It doesn't appear to be in here. But isn't that the worst when, like, obviously the best quote in the movie isn't in there? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not the, obviously the best quote in the movie. This whole dialogue, they go back and forth about where, like, Yondu knows exactly what Rocket's like because they're the same way. And if, you gotta think, if Rocket is the same as Yondu, I mean, what kind of guilt is that guy carrying around? Because Yondu was, like, kicked out of the Ravagers for doing the one thing they can't do, and they're just a bunch of smugglers and, and crooks. And he, like, is the reason... Right, he protected Peter. Right, well, well, but he also is the reason millions of children died because he dealt with chil- dealt in children with ego. Yeah. Well, I... I I feel like he didn't know what was going on until the end. Uh, I, I get the idea that they knew a little bit more about Ego than they're letting us believe. Really? I, I did not. Because I felt like, cause, like once, because Yondu literally says, he's like, once I knew what was going on, I realized I couldn't bring you to him. I guess you're right. Or like, it, it would have been somebody else before that. Or maybe maybe he learned a few people before that, but there's no way he lived. He just sat there, like, delivering thousands of kids to, to Ego, like, after he learned what was happening to them. I guess not. But, I mean, obviously that would have made Peter the last one. Not necessarily. Well, I mean, Peter didn't go with them to deliver all those kids yeah I mean, peter's definitely the last one in the line like i don't right. think yandu continued to that's what i'm saying it's like i think peter was the one that where yandu realized it that's what i'm getting at you know what i didn't like and i don't want to crap on this movie for two hours because because i could but i'm not going to but this movie felt like it was made for tv do you know what i mean uh i'll tell you what i mean i mean you just completely not, you, changed the subject but okay well let's go back to what we were talking no about. i mean fine that's fine go ahead but you just like didn't answer me and then change the subject wait repeat the question then because i missed the question i don't know you stopped talking for two minutes i lost it Oh, I was thinking. We were talking about Yondu and Rocket, and they know what each other is. Yeah, we were talking about how, like, Peter was the last one in the line of people, and that's why Yondu's decided to redeem himself. And then I said that and just stopped talking. Yeah, and I I, I love Yondu's character development. Yeah. I think, honestly, Yondu is, like, carries this whole Yeah, movie. absolutely. But anyway, what, what were you were about uh, to say? Because well, we, we, we can get back to Yondu. I, I know where we're going after that. So, okay. Made for TV okay. movie. Because... There's a scene where Peter asks Ego, why did you leave my mom? Right. Okay. And then it just cuts to, I don't even know what's next. I think a scene of Yondu and Rocket or Rocket in the Woods or something. And it doesn't come back to Ego's planet for a while. And then when it comes back to it, we don't have an answer, right? Like, how did that conversation end? And that, to me, is really frustrating. It's like, you, because that's what TV shows do all the time, is they'll hit you with a commercial break, and then after that commercial break, they'll come back with a different part of the story, and that conversation you were listening to, like, they, they don't answer it for a while. You know, you, they suck you in with another part of the story to, to make you forget about it. Do you know yeah, what I'm talking no, about? Yeah, for sure. And it's like why would Peter have ever stopped talking to like Peter's smart enough that he would not have stopped talking to him until he got the answer he wanted about then why did you leave my mother and eventually he does give that answer it's like I had to because my purpose in the universe is my purpose in the universe is to be the universe and to you know to destroy all the planets with my right power. well I mean he obviously couldn't tell Peter the answer to that late until later on right but Peter asked the question and he didn't even he wasn't even able to like brush it under the tape it, it, I wasn't I would have been satisfied with uh you know I'll explain when you're older or something like that or you're not ready for that answer yet or something I could see that I mean I don't necessarily think this like that makes it a made for TV movie I think lots of movies do that where they just leave it on like a like cut to something else leave it on like a cliffhanger like that yeah but I don't know it just it I didn't like it that's all I'm trying to say is I didn't like I was obviously by this point I was critiquing taking like everything with the movie because it was like what is what is what is the disconnect here why don't i like this because because i am fascinated by that when you're watching a movie that like has a story that's told from a to z and you know there's not like holes in it per se i'm sure there are holes but like it's supernatural so you can poke holes and write yourself out of any quarter you want but like why i'm fascinated by like why is this inherently bad and something else inherently good because uh, the script is terrible right it's not it's right. not inherently bad it was made bad they made it bad well the ravagers but, were cool. like the- but even like but okay so the ravagers were cool to an extent yondu was cool rocket with the ravagers was cool even nebula with the ravagers 
was kind of funny where she's like, I'm going to take this ship and I'm going to go kill Thanos and I'm going to make him pay for everything he ever did to me, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, and then Craglin's, Craglin's just like, like, I meant like a nice necklace or something. Right, make the other girls go, ooh. He's like, I've never had a thought that deep in my entire life. Right. But like the whole taser face thing, I don't care about taser face. I don't think that joke's that funny. I don't like, Rocket is like laughing on screen <laughs> trying to force you to laugh at home. taser face. Right, like trying to force you to laugh at home. And it's like, they, that, that's okay, a big problem I had funny. with this movie is between Rocket and Drax, it felt like this movie had a laugh track. It did. It, it's like I right. felt like I was supposed to laugh along with it at those points. Exactly. Like, like I and, didn't and, have a choice. Like, most of them weren't funny. Right. Like, and it's almost like they laughed ironically. Like, like Drax laughing at Peter for having Mantis reveal his deepest, darkest secret is like, like you feel more sad for Peter that he's laughing at him than you. At least I did. I felt like, wow, you're such a bully for laughing at me for yeah. this. You know. And then Mantis touches him, and it's like this is literal pure joy for him. Like this is the happiest thing that could have ever right. happened. Right. Well, I mean, and I get that though a little bit to some extent because like he just learned to laugh like every joke he heard or he hears is the funniest joke ever yeah but i think they milk it a little too hard. well this movie's full of cheap jokes yes like uh what's a good example of that um on contraxia the the brothel planet because mm-hmm. that's what you would name a brothel planet avi i mean it's not an awful name that's what i'm saying i, I agree with that one that's a, good, that's a good one but the cheap joke here is um when the the high priestess of this of the um this yeah, Sovereign. I can never remember this name. The whole time I just kept calling them the gold people because I kept forgetting the name every time. I don't know why. Um, But when when they're rolling her in and she like runs out of carpet. She kind of rolls her eyes. Yeah, I was like, this is a cheap joke. I felt like... It was a this cheap joke. This is a cheap joke. I think the, the what they're trying to show you about the Sovereign there and throughout most of this is that like they're not as perfect as they would appear. Right. But they do it in the form of cheap jokes where like Peter Quill's flirting with her and he's like, I'll show you the ancient ways of. Right. And she's just like, if you could show me how to make a, a person in the in the old way. I was like, right. y'all, like you're trying to f- right now. Like what's going right. on? What is going on here? It's yeah, it's nasty. just Isn't it's a girlfriend lot sitting right there. It's a lot of cheap jokes. Yeah. And like when they when they left. I, first of all, I don't understand the, the jump thing, the like space travel thing. No, I'm not sure I do either. I think that, like... It wasn't adequately explained. Right, are you trying to tell me that, like, there's there's not nine realms, there's 700? Uh, or are you trying to tell me that, like, these are kind of like in Star Wars where you pull up to the thing and then you light speed away? Yeah. I don't... I don't really know what you're trying to show me here. Yeah, I don't know. I do know that any opportunity to drop in a little shrooms joke with special effects, I actually like that trope. I think that's a fun, fun Wait, What are you time. talking about? You know, like in, in this movie and in The Good Dinosaur where they've got the, like, the faces all moldy and melty like they're on shrooms because they're doing something they're not supposed to be doing. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, and they're like like zonking out because they jumped 700 times right right i always think that's fine i think that's a good time a body can only handle about 50 we're about to do 700 I'm like, yeah all right man that sounds uh, sounds like it's a bad idea sure it sounds like y'all are really far away i mean peter didn't jump 700 times to get from there yeah, to there. No, I, well they took uh ego ship that's true which is much slower. I don't know if it's slower necessarily, but it can probably just. just a li- I, I thought it was funny that a uh, rocket didn't understand depth perception. I th- that one gave me a little chuckle. Or he's like, it's a tiny man. He was like an inch tall, and yeah. then and then he's like, 
I'm sure he would have been bigger if he got closer. Well, yeah, like I don't think Rocket's eyes work right, and Clearly, I don't know that's why. What to tell I don't us know this why. Whole movie. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it's maybe they're trying to kill off Rocket, and they're like, like he's not trying to kill off Rocket. He's but like they're failing like, like his right. His cybernetic components yeah, are like failing, and he's gonna have to get him replaced and um, all that. But when they first they land on Endor when they first get like from Star Wars when they yeah. first get away, and it says it's Bert Hart or whatever Bear Hart. Uh, n- you you and the, knowing the names of these planets. Oh, I, mean, I know the names of these planets because because there's a cheesy title card every time like star wars you like title cards actually that's only i thought that was only in the uh no it's like they don't every do that every time they go to a planet no yep I- I thought that was only in the like the 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 one with all the new planets with Saul Guerrero, Rogue One. Oh, in Star Wars? Yeah. Uh, you might be right. I'm yeah, not positive. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it's I'm only thinking with Star Trek. Guerrero. I think I don't know. Yeah, because it's not. It doesn't say like Tatooine. Yeah, no. Um, roses are red, violets are blue. Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? Because that's where Poe Dameron was, greatest starship pilot of all time, cousin to Hawkeye. I'm from nowhere. No, where are you from though? I'm from Jakku. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty much nowhere. Oh, yeah, you're... Yeah. <laughs> okay, Luke That Skywalker was a better joke than most of the jokes in this movie. And that was, like, the cheapest joke in that movie. There's some pretty cheap jokes in that movie. Um, but, um... Holding for uh, General Hux? That was funny. Yeah, but yeah, no, I didn't like the title cards in this movie. I didn't... I didn't. I just didn't like the way they looked. I didn't like their aesthetic. I just don't care for the names of the planets, right? Like, maybe just some differentiation. Like, this is the first planet they went to, and this is the second, yeah. and now we're back at the first planet. Yeah, that's all like I need. The Sovereign, which is... Definitely supposed to be whatever the Cloud City is in Star Wars. Oh, there's definitely a lot of nods. And then to they Star land Wars on Endor. Yeah. Where? Well, they kind of crash on it. Right. Which is where the Ewoks are. And, and and okay, so why is Gamora even for a minute like, what happened to the second half of our ship? And not like, hey, Rocket, go get that thing that can just literally fabricate another half of our ship. What thing are you talking about? Where he's like spray painting the ship back together. Did you not? Uh, I did not that? notice that. Yeah, he's just like like when uh they're talking to him as they're I don't, well, splitting I don't up. think she's confused as to what happened to the other half of the ship. I think she's like, if you guys are such great pilots, where's the other half of our ship? Well, it's because they couldn't agree. Right, which was, was stupid. I agree. I think at some point, because again, Peter Quill would have just—I just don't, don't think Rocket's pride would have gotten away with it, but Peter Quill would have been like, you know what, whatever. Rocket yeah. just—they were fly. just screaming at each other. It wasn't yeah. like a good dialogue. It was just like, I've been piling this ship for fifteen years. Well, I was, I was cybernetically cyber- built to fly this ship. Right. Like, congrats, guys. You can just get get a dick whipping contest going on, and you know Peter's gonna yeah. win that ten times out of ten. Yeah, because he's the lead. <laughs> You know what did make me laugh was when Rocket, when she calls Rocket a fox, he's like, I'm not a fox. And then Groot says, I am Groot. And he's like, I'm not a bacoon either. (laughs) And then he goes, a raccoon. I'm definitely not that. (laughs) I don't, I guess, why is Rocket afraid to be called a raccoon? I don't think he knows what that is. That's what he is. I, no, but I don't think he th- he knows that. He just thinks I'm I'm yeah. Rocket. He's Rocket. Like he does. He doesn't apparently think he's a raccoon. A raccoon. That's that's the vibe I got from this. I'm not positive on that, but that's the vibe I got from this. I don't know. I just think that's a silly thing that they keep coming back to. Is like he hates being called a raccoon. And I know that they talk about that in the first one. He's got that awesome scene in Nowhere where uh, he like freaks out and he's like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 
when he's drunk? Uh, yeah, and he's like, nobody respects me. They just treat me like a little trash panda bug. Right. And here we are respecting Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know where you're going with that. I don't either. I'll be honest with you. Maybe that's why he doesn't like it. I don't think he knows he's a raccoon. Why can't somebody just tell him? Like, cool, be like, oh, okay, here's what it is, bro. You, okay, so on Earth, we have raccoons. They're these little mammals. Uh, and you are made of the skeleton and body of one. Um, but your brain is not the same. And you walk on two legs. Yeah, but why is it, like, upsetting you so much? Well, I don't know. I just feel like... I feel like if you were on the spaceship, you'd be having the same conversation with Rocket. You'd be like, why is it upsetting you so much that people call you a raccoon? I, I don't know. I thought it was funny. I think that was... You think it's funny? Yeah. I guess. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. Why do they split up? I have no idea. I mean, I get it so that like Yondu and Rocket can do their thing together. Right. 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 That's fine. That was a cool scene when they first... When, when uh, the... Ravagers go to attack the ship, and Rocket's just like totally ready for him. Yeah, he's, he's like yeah, bouncing him up and down with the weird bomb you. things. Yeah, I, he, that dude can build a lot of things. He's yeah, very, very talented at putting stuff together. He is. He's got little hands, little tiny hands. Uh, but he also does the little like you know knocking people out with with his own fighting, putting people down. Because I guess now that Groot obviously can't be the muscle right now, he's right. got to do. You know, we, we talked about this. He's got to be both sides of the equation. Right. Yeah. So Rocket's got a lot of a lot of weight on his shoulders because Groot's. Not useless, but he's definitely not as useful as he used to be. Do you think Yondu's arrow is overpowered? Once he got the new fin, yeah, definitely. With well, that's but, a prototype. Uh, I have a last, last question before we move on to Yondu. I know I keep saving Yondu. I just really want to talk about Yondu a lot. But okay. Groot stock. Where, how do you feel about Baby Groot? I got a Baby Groot on my desk. But do you like Baby Groot? You big Baby Groot fan? Uh, I could take it or leave it, honestly. They made this whole movie about, like, like they keep make, using the line, we kept you around because you were small enough to fit into tight spaces, and then... Like, at the end, Groot is the one that fits into the tight space because he's small. Right. Which I thought was stupid. I think you could have... I don't know. I don't I don't know what you could have done there. I mean, obviously, you had to throw Groot in there. But I, I feel like he just didn't add much to it. He's just cute, right? So it's like, yeah. every time you're like, oh, this movie's kind of getting boring. There's like, a funny oh, there's baby, baby Groot doesn't know stuff joke. Which I did right. I did like, laugh oh. at those. I liked the scene where he brought the desk over. Oh, yeah. I, I thought like, that, that was funny. I liked the tape thing. I didn't like where, he, like, the... The Ravagers were, like, pouring beer on him. And then they were like, no, we can't kill him. He's too cute. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're pirates. I know I know. What, only one of you actually you, talks like a pirate. You, but Taser but Face. Taser Face had some dialogue lines that made me think he was just straight out of Pirates of the Caribbean. There's no ship as can match the interceptor for speed. the interceptor for speed. We can never do that movie. We just I, so I was going to say, thing. we would just read the script. <laughs> you cheated. Pirate. Pirate. Um, but yeah, so I liked, but I liked the scene with the tape where like Groot couldn't figure out how to, that went on just long enough for me. It was good timing on that one where like Groot can't figure out how the button works. Um, he does press, he does the, right press the right button. The I was kind of surprised about that. Well, um, I mean, it would have killed them all. But Groot in the first one, like again, in the first one, like he's not, he's the muscle, so to speak, but they're dealing with like cosmic problems, like on a level much bigger than like man to man muscle. And then the the one part like Ronan could just destroy Groot, could destroy any right. of them. You know what I'm right. saying? Uh, except for Peter Quill, because he's in a celestial and it can hold an infinity stone. Yeah, not anymore. Uh, not anymore. <sighs> Maybe I think they can write that back in. Definitely. Where like the Hulk was cured, where he right? kept some of it. Yeah, so, like it's in his right. blood. You know. Yeah, they can. Right. It's not gonna be that hard to write that out or write that back in or whatever it is. If they need him to grab like the time stone or something, right. like whatever. Right. Um, oh, he's Peter Quill. He can. He can but yeah, so I liked I liked Baby Groot. But yeah, let's let's so let's, let's talk about the 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 Hawkeye of this movie, the real savior, which is, is Yondu. Oh, Yondu. Too bad he died. Yeah, I hated that. 
That's the whole, that's 90% of the issue I have with this movie. Is that well, no, dead? is that, like, that's how you salvage something out of this trash heap of a movie. Is was, with a very great well, like, emotional right, connection like you, to Right, it's like you made me like this character, and then you killed him. Which was brutal. Yeah, which was brutal. On, uh, on me. Brutal. I was sitting there, like, because the whole movie, you're like, wow, anytime this guy's on screen, this movie doesn't suck. So I hated, <laughs> and I hated Yondu in the first movie. To me, in the first I, movie, Yondu was equivalent to the gold people. Like, he was that third party that was kind of there for no reason. It didn't make any sense. Right. It's like, you're questioning his motives. It really could have gone on without him. But in this movie, Yondu was awesome. Right from the beginning, you could tell you're going to get a different Yondu. Because he clearly just hooked up on with the, the robot yellow skin lady on, on contraxia and he was just not stoked right. about it it's like he's putting his pants back on all of his friends are outside in the snow having fun and he's just like mm, 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 i don't like this right you get in the dark side of yondu right. here right and so he goes downstairs and like sees uh Stakar or whatever his name is uh, Stallone. Stallone yeah what is Stallone straight up man he ruins he destroys that business yeah you just lost business with 99 of the Ravager clans because you did business with one of them boom and the lady's like please yeah. please 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 yeah. no. no you're our only customers yeah you're the only you're the got. only people in the universe horrible enough to come here uh, but yeah. I don't know I mean this it's just he he Stallone really sold it for me in those lines a lot more than I thought he was going to because like, he had some really cheesy lines of dialogue so cheesy that they're not even showing up in the quotes on imdb they're not gonna give you the greatest character i mean stallone really carried he he set up yondu to carry this right movie. it's like because yondu you know had something to prove at that point but like he's like you're not gonna hear the horns of freedom and like that's such a stupid line that like anybody else doing it could have ruined it but sylvester stallone bought into it so much oh yeah i mean that's kind of like thor coming up to loki and being like you know you filthy ice giant you will not dine with us at the tables in, yeah in valhalla in, uh in valhalla right. uh with endless mead and right and reckoning and whatever i don't know right and so and, but we discover from that too why yondu is like exiled from the ravagers why he's like an outcast it's because he deals right. in kids which you don't do no they i mean they really make him out to be like a total villain yeah they make him seem like he's like selling children into like a sex trade well he was selling children to be murdered instead right or to take over the universe. but i still i still other. maintain that there's no way he knew about that he proved himself in this movie to be a good enough person i agree um, i did think the whole like thing where drax thought yondu was peter dad i thought that ended up being a little heavy-handed they look exactly alike that was funny that was funny but yeah we're like now it's clear that you know oh there's this parallel between peter wants a father but peter's always had a father figure but he just never understood and... it because his father figure was kind of a dick but right but he could whistle like an angel yeah oh that whole freaking speech yeah where he's like Did you were my hassle that almost ruined that whole thing it came so close to ruining the end of the movie which made it would have made this movie unsalvageable oh yeah it would have been bad news yeah. bad bad news yeah oh Man, it was. I literally wrote. I can, I'm reading my notes. I said, "Oh my god, this speech! I hate this movie." It was frustrating. It, like anytime it was setting you up to be great, it would throw you in something terrible. It would be like, "I can't believe you killed my mom," and then you'd shoot him down, and then ego would respond with, "I tried to become the form that was most pleasing to you," and was like Hasselhoff, and it's like. He just threw a joke yeah. in there, man. This was like one oh, of those that was, serious. That was awful too. And he's just like, moments. Peter, if you kill me, you'll be just like everybody else. And Peter just again screams at him, like, "What's so wrong with that?" Yeah, and then they're having the big fight, and you know, he like turns into giant Pac-Man, and it also has the the common trope that you just can't get away from in a lot of these movies where like ego is like it'll take you millions of years to learn how to do all this stuff and then he's like i'm gonna build a giant pac-man and then like later that day he builds a giant pac-man right well that's because yondu taught him the secret because yondu's right. his actual father his yeah daddy. like who, who, who he may actually have been your father boy but he actually teaches him things 
And he's like, do you think I make the arrow fly with my head? I use my blood. <laughs> right. They were, yeah, they made it. They played it up like he uh, said heart at the end of that. He did. No, he didn't. But um, Peter gathered it. Right, right. And he just kind of hearted his way out of it. Ravagers beat their chest, their heart. Yeah. Unleash. Oh, I just did it again. Ow. Yeah. Oh, I keep hitting my sternum. Just work out your sternum. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that works. Get, yeah, well, get swole you. right on my Kobe. chest bone. Yep. You just need more muscles, Ethan. I think that's you know that's really what this all boils down to. I think is, more uh, muscles would hurt my bones more. It would make me stronger. Right. But you need more muscles on the bones you're there's hitting, no, not the bones you're there's hitting There's nothing with. over your sternum. Or your knuckles. Yeah. Yeah, knuckles. Do you know the way? <laughs> oh yeah, I I was looking. I was I knew I wrote something else in my notes earlier, and not to shy away from Yondu too far, because uh, I'm not done talking about him. But I wrote down another cheap joke in this movie: the freaking thing with the fruit, nebulous oh, yeah, thing with the like, fruit. It's not right. Where they're like, the fruit's not ripe yet. You can't eat it. You don't want it. It's yeah. not right. And then she gets it and eats it, and it's just like, it's not ripe. I think she should have just eaten it. What do you think? I think that whole joke was unnecessary and didn't really make me laugh. I actually wrote, ha, fruit wasn't ripe, that's what you get. <laughs> I feel like what they go for with the nebula thing with a lot of these characters is just like, you know, the power of friendship and friends are just like family and family has silly Yeah, but friends aren't like stuff. family. I know, that's what, that's what Drax exactly, says. Exactly, that's... It's like, we're not friends, we're family. Right, right, but that's saying, like, your friends can become as important as your family. I think that's what they're going for there. That's why, yeah, he was never your dad. He, he, he may have been your father, father but he wants your daddy. Dead. Yeah. yeah sure. So when Yandu gets the fin, that arrow thing is so OP. Yeah, I mean, he does the same thing in the first one. No, I don't think that, that fin is any different. Yeah, is. That fin is stronger. I thought I thought that fin was weaker. He said it's a prototype. I thought it was like the one he had before the one he has now is what I was under the Prototype would mean it's like a new one. Like it's not released oh. yet. Oh. Like it's like a in, in beta because it's, it's stronger. It's more powerful. It's definitely more powerful because he literally obliterates everybody. Uh, rocket shoots through some doors. Yeah, that was that was a cool scene. Come a little bit closer, my yeah, that was a cool scene. I liked that one. Um, but that definitely shows that you know he can pretty much wreck everything with that fin. Or with that arrow. Do I know why what? I don't know. Oh, do you know why that scene was so great? Why? Because it was Yondu and Rocket, and they were the only two good characters in this yeah. movie. <laughs> and Stallone. <laughs> no, I mean, Ego was good. Ego was a good villain. Ego was good. I, I think he's... I, I like Honestly, in this crap heap of a movie, Ego is... He was like a like a seriously good uh, villain. too good of a villain for this movie. Honestly, it's like the rest of the movie couldn't keep up with him. Yeah, no, it definitely couldn't. It was like this man can destroy the universe right now, and I don't really understand why like the big cloud of smoke becomes him. I think they could have done like a thematic something with the way that like his planet looks to like that's what the flower sprouts into like just imagine it this way say his planet was all like uh kind of like in doctor strange where it was like cogs and steampunkish almost right and then when the flower bursts like just starts steampunkifying everything right and maybe that's the wrong example but that's kind of the vision i want to give because like instead it just bursts into like a big blue cloud of death murder and death and that's not like to me like you're spreading literally what you refer to as the light across the galaxy why isn't it uh light oh uh, because it's not the light because he's evil <sighs> well sometimes all one must do in the darkest of situations is simply turn on the light that's albus j dumbledore uh his middle name is not j 
<laughs> I can't think of it off the top of my head. Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. That's sir. That's what it is. Albus PWB Dumbledore. Yeah. Well, so, and I, and I get it because the ego is the thing that corrupts the id. This is what Who's I was talking id? about earlier. It's the three, that the ego, the super ego, and the id. It's the three senses of self. Okay. And it's, it's what I was talking about in Freudian psychology. And the ego is the thing that corrupts the id, which is the true self. So this movie is just like a Psych 201 lesson? Um, I mean, sort of. Tell me more, Ethan. Teach me, because we have 48 minutes of more content uh, to fill, and I think we've already shattered I mean, I don't, I don't know that much about it. It's Teach been a long me. time. Teach right. me, almighty oh, sire. <laughs> All I could think of was Claptrap. Protect me, Squire! While, while Ethan, I said sire. I know, but that's all I can think of. Uh, did you know that while Ethan's looking this up, maybe at this point in the universe, and maybe not, time is relative. Uh, and if you want to be an ancient king, you can do that at any time. Uh, did you misread Einstein? But anyway, while Ethan is looking up the history of the ego and the id, I would. Uh, I'm going to tell you about a few things. First off, when I was in high school, there was a period of time where Chris and Ethan, who were my two friends in high school, Ethan's one of them, he's on this call, uh, would text me and say, I'd want to go to the movies. And they were saying ID, like I don't, like how you start I don't know or I don't care, like IDC or IDK. But they would just say ID and it'd be like, ID want to go to the movies. Yeah, I and did I'd that for a long like, time. I'd be like, what do you mean you Chris would want to go to the movies? still does this. Yeah, and it's like, I uh, did you want to go to the movies or did you not want to go to the movies? Do, what do you want to do today? I don't want to go to the movies. Okay, why didn't you just say that? It was very frustrating. But anyway, what I was getting on to is uh, in the near future past or present, Bacon and Eggs, the YouTube channel, which maybe you're listening to this on, maybe not, it's up to you, uh, we'll be posting our first gaming videos. What? 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 It's going to be the Minecraft. It'll, it'll be the, the near past. Two, the near past. Yeah. Is it already scheduled? Uh, no, I got to make the title oh. card. <laughs> but other than that, I'm probably going to put it up this weekend. Oh, neato burrito. Well, I hope you're enjoying the bacon and eggs gaming. If there's any games you want to play or join us on the gaming, you just let us know. Ethan, are you ready to teach the world? Because I've been doing some sleep with me podcast <laughs> tangenting. <laughs> Get some really ASMR stuff going on here. Right. So the Just, crash course the on id minutes. versus ego, uh, the id is, it operates on the pleasure principle, which is the thing that seeks out all of your basic needs. So okay. like the desire to, you know, survive and procreate. Okay. And the, that's what ego does. Right. So I, I, I think I was a little bit wrong about this and ego is a strange name for him, but ego it, it tries to rationalize, it operates on the reality principle and tries to control the id. And so it, it thinks that it's balancing reality and desire you know a lot about this, this stuff. is what wikipedia says i'm not gonna lie to you when somebody tells me they're in psychology 201 i just ignore everything they say about psychology to me psych 201 is just like fourth grade world history like christopher columbus came and the indians were awesome and they loved him and then thanksgiving was great and it was it was all just a happy time Right, and then in college they're like Christopher Columbus came and literally brutally murdered. And no, I mean I learned time. more in Psych 201 and 202 than I probably did in most of the classes I took in college. Is like, that so? more more of it sticks with you for some reason? Uh, do you want to know what makes an idea sticky? Yeah, it's the way the story was told. I was just reading a book about this. Uh, it's it's the way that that it is taught it needs to be like like it's easy to remember fascinating tales to astonish. Yeah. You know, dogs and cats living mass together. Hysteria. Mass hysteria. Ghostbusters. <laughs> 
Child's Play. Uh, what? That's I was quoting Ready Player One. Is that in Ghostbusters? Yeah. Bill Murray says that I in guess Ghostbusters. I, oh, it's also a line, I guess, referencing Ghostbusters. Yeah. In Ernest Klein's gotcha. Ready Player One. Uh, that Will Wheaton has read to me many times. Yeah, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. It's it's um it's Bill Murray talking about all of the terrible things that will happen when the ghosts are loose. Gotcha. Um, what was I saying? Uh, st- oh, makes it's a, what makes an idea sticky. sticky. Um, so like like a story is easier to tell. Like I could open up an encyclopedia right now and read you the encyclopedia entry on arachnids and you wouldn't hear any of it but if i were to tell you you know like a friend of a friend of mine was recently at a bar and at that bar they a woman approached them and bought them a drink uh and asked him to go home with them afterwards uh he accepted the drink and woke up from his perspective 20 minutes later iced down in a bathtub with a pipe coming out of his back Uh, a note on his chest said we've stolen your kidney and uh you're you're otherwise good to go just lay here until two in the afternoon you're much more likely to remember that story than uh than the uh, encyclopedia entry on the so is that why the only things i remember from ant-man are Luis's stories uh all i know is that rothko changed my so that's literally like the thing i remember now from ant-man is mark rothko and there was a rosé at the same day yeah so i i don't know about you but i get it like a when somebody's telling me a story especially like certain people like if they have like a good storytelling voice i get like a weird mm-hmm. feeling like yeah. my body gets like excited do you love a good I di- story I, I guess so it's it's like a subconscious thing where i, I feel like tingly almost i'm like this is ex- what kind of story do you like any kind of story it could be like do you like to be a part of the narrative like night veil or do you like someone to tell you a story that's happened i like somebody to tell me a story that's happened okay but i mean i i I, so like, I can be part of the narrative but generally i just find it to be cheap do you want some good podcast recommendations sure you know what podcast i've been listening to recently ethan and i'm about to shout out somebody that i met one time but their podcast is actually really incredible, and it's really short and easy to listen to. And she was a really cool person when we met her. But I've been listening to the story behind. Yeah, have uh, you? Have you had a chance to? I have listen not. To this? But I am going to probably tonight. Now that I'm interested, it is incredible. They're like five to ten minute episodes where she just breaks down like the history of one thing and she does a really really good job of just like diving into the story and she's got a great voice and like her voice acting is way better than you and I who literally just sit down and like talk. Well, yeah, we're not microphone. voice acting. She, like, Right, right. She's like in a script. It's like, right. whoa. Uh, but she tells these like really cool stories about the history of like the one I listened to the other day was about like the Reese's Cup and like how that came to be and like they're, they're bite-sized stories. They're not like, you know, you're not going to come out of it with like a biopic understanding of the guy that invented Reese's. But you're going to come out of it with like, oh, that's cool. Did you know that they originally were like this, that and the other? Um, right. So anyway, good good yeah, podcast so to listen to. If you I guys needed a we're suggestion. a little bit off track here, but that's okay because I think we've talked about a lot of what we need to talk about with the movie. But yeah, so it and it, it for me it depends on who's telling me the story and how they're telling it. So like some people I won't get the feeling, and it does, but it doesn't matter what the story is at all. Like it could be about okay. anything. Like I've listened to Malcolm Gladwell's TED Talk on spaghetti sauce like dozens of times just because like the, his, yeah. his storytelling about the guy who invented different types of spaghetti sauce is so compelling to me. What I mean, here's the truth of the matter, Ethan. Though is that you are. Just just a sucker you know no you'll listen to anything if it's a good story being told well exactly so like i I got nothing out of the story you you were telling me about the the person with the kidney nothing well i wasn't really telling it very well i'll give you but like so i got the i got the feeling listening to nate's stories on our previous podcast about talking about back to the future three 
Dude, those stories were yeah. awesome. So, like, there's a lot to be said for to- storytelling. I don't know how we got here. The storytelling ability. Because this I movie has no um, storytelling. No, it doesn't. And that's one of its major flaws. But only one of its major flaws. Major flaws? It has so um, many. Did you not salute to major flaws? Okay. I'm just, I'm also for, like, I got confused for a second as to why I was looking at the IMDb quotes for Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a, this has been a day with Tyler and Yeah. <laughs> You got a lot of... So, at the end of the day, there's not a lot to talk about with this movie. Unless we really want to just sit here and pick it apart for why it's terrible. I always feel bad doing that. And I know... That, that's okay? the thing is I don't want to do that. We can go through the plot and I can tell you every scene and why it's stupid. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely... Every time it almost takes itself seriously, it takes itself in the wrong right, direction. Right, and I don't want to do that because that's not... We're not adding anything to the conversation at that point. Right. Now, was there anything in this movie that you're hoping... I know we talked about Stallone and that, um, but there was there any Easter eggs you saw in the background like we see uh, Stan Lee with the Watchmen, or not the Watchmen, but the, the, the what are they called? I have no idea. Watchers. Is that Watchers. who those people were? Yeah, they're the people that Stan Lee actually is. Yeah, um, so he's posited to be the Watcher, right? That's that's a thing. Right. Well, it's not a confirmed right. thing, but that's what we're going with. I mean, why, how else would he have gotten to there? I mean, it's just a um, cameo. There's a Stan Lee cameo in all of them. I know. But Even Big Hero 6. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's how they do it. That's that's say la vie. La vie. <laughs> Um, it's, it's you know, easy I, a. I don't think that's ever going to come to fruition. He, he's like 98 years yeah, old. Yeah, he's or old like that. AF. They also, uh, yeah, he's super duper old. Uh, whatever, no problem. Uh, the other thing about this movie, there's another Howard the Duck reference. He was like in it. Uh, the, yeah, he's like in it. Like in the proper film film, which is Yeah, weird. he had like Howard some weird like pervy line like once you go duck, you don't give a f-. Something, something like that. Like that. <laughs> that's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> Jesus. Um. <laughs> uh, he's got like some weird line. And I don't know. I thought Howard. I didn't know what Howard the Duck was. Probably until I got like really into like the film critic. Yeah, I had no culture idea. Part of no my life. idea. And then it was like immediately apparent. Like everybody's got a video about Howard I don't know the Duck. why. Um, it's like the room. Like it wasn't like it wasn't even on my radar as even like a thing. And then when I started reviewing films, it was like, oh, you've talked about the room already, right? I don't want to talk about the room. By the way, I know we're not. We have yeah, not. I, I, like not I don't. I don't want to be that film podcast. No. no? Are we going to have a new podcast called That Film Podcast? Sure, where we just talk about all the movies everybody else talks about. Right. All those cliche. Flicks. Listen, this week we're here's about- why you're wrong. Even if they're right, we just take this take the other doing. side. We're going. We're doing a series on movies that are on men's dorm room posters. So we got Scarface. We got Boondock Saints. We got Sin City. We got we got Scarface. We got uh, what else we got? We got uh, Boondock Saints. So. I'm reading through my notes real quick just to make sure I didn't miss anything. We're doing a month's worth of Blue Mountain State. So I'm reading through my notes real quick just to make sure I didn't miss anything. <laughs> and it, it turns out that I hate Nebula a lot more than I think I do. Yeah, because every time she shows up on screen, I just made like a passive-aggressive comment about it. She just like, the like, end when the, she the makes ship, passive-aggressive the end when the ship blows up and she lands on the ground just fine, I wrote, oh, of course Nebula's fine. Of course she is. Yeah, I mean, she just... <sighs> I don't know if it's bad scripting or if she's just not intimidating. Because her outfit's kind of scary looking. She looks Although like she a could Pop-Tart. Have, she does kind of look like a Pop-Tart. Her outfit also doesn't look cybernetic. Like, it looks like plastic Well, makeup. it would look a lot you know less... It would look a lot more cybernetic if she hadn't been in Deus Ex. Or, yeah. no, Ex Machina. That was it. She wasn't in Ex Machina. Karen Gillan? No. Pretty sure she was. Okay, she's so not no, an Ex Machina. Yeah, Karen Gillan is definitely not an Ex Machina. In my mind, although, she is. Although, I mean, if we're doing movies on, on men's dorm room walls, I bet Ex Machina's on that list. That movie sucked. You didn't like it? 
No. Huh. Movie sucked. I mean, it's just one of those movies. Do I, I kind of want to do rankings. I know it's a little early to do that, but I kind of want to, I really want to talk about them. Okay. Uh, well, any any last thoughts? Uh, I think the second half of this movie, Pause. because it's more. Pause. Okay. Hang on a second. Alexa, stop. Mind your business. Leave me alone. Don't, don't back talk. She's going to back talk. Well, you, once you say her name, she's going to start doing that. Do I didn't say her name. That's the thing. Is uh, I was just sitting here talking. I hear. Bloop. So I want to talk about the rankings for this movie. Uh, but the final thoughts. Um, I think the second half is a lot better because it focuses a lot more on Ego, who's got clear motivations, who's got good delivery for the script that he was given, and who has who is a truly menacing threat to the universe. Uh, is is all is all good. I'm I'm all thumbs up on that. I'm with it. Um, and because you get a lot more Yondu, uh, who has got just this really, really cool deep story throughout the whole thing. And, um, you know, it's this kind of redemption, sacrifice, great story. I like oh, yeah, Yondu. that sacrifice like, moment was tough. Yeah. That was... And then, like, he can't pull the thing off to give it to Yondu. Yeah. Um, that was... I think our... That was a lot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Do you remember in the Guardians of the Galaxy 1 when Peter Quill does the... the princess leia thing out of the sky because he's a celestial yeah yeah i forgot about that i just wanted to bring that up i did um so let's let's talk about rankings i i want to do some maintenance on the rankings first okay so i have two suggestions to make and you can tell me how you feel about them okay we did the marvel recap right that was what we did last week and then we did obviously or not last week we recorded it last week and it came out last week this week this doesn't come out for several weeks right you know what i'm saying confusing okay so we but we we really sat down and talked about the ranking of each movie there and that and i i think iron man 2 was better than thor the dark world i've been thinking about it it's keeping me up at night i think we may have been kind to thor the dark world i think we were kind to thor the dark world because it came out around ragnarok yeah on our end of things i agree with that it's not a good movie we were jazzed up on thor yeah it's not a good movie, and I think I wanted to like it more than I did. And I don't think Iron Man 2 is as good as Thor, Thor the first one, mm-hmm. but I think it's better than Iron Man 2. So I would like to to flip-flop those. Okay, where does that put those? It puts Iron Man 2 at 12 and Thor at 11. Uh, other way around. Puts Iron Man 2 at 11 and Thor at 12. No, 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 you said Thor the Dark, Thor the Dark, Th- Thor the Dark okay. World at 12. Okay, you got it, you got it. Yeah. Thor is the name of a movie. Right, and it's one right above that. <laughs> Right. Okay. Was there another piece of maintenance you wanted to or do? Sorry, that they would be... So at this point, we'll have we'll have written Doctor Strange in. So those would be uh, 12 and 13. Okay. Because Doctor Strange is definitely better than both of those. Doctor Strange is definitely better than both of those. That's the other thing I want to talk about. Doctor Strange is better than Captain America the First Avenger. You think so? I think so. I thought this at the same time, and I'm going to make another case for it. And that, like, I thought it was, a, it was a more enjoyable movie to watch... Doctor Strange was really good. It's like, just like it was. It's it's up against a lot of heavy hitters up there toward the top of the list. But I th- what's where where does it rank at right currently? Now? It's it's at seven. And you want to put it at six? I want to put it at six. What's ahead of it? Captain America: The First Event. No, 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 no. I mean like. What's one through five? Uh, Iron Man, Captain America Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, and the Avengers. Okay, I can jive with that. So I'd like to move it up one space. I think we were unkind to it. I think I, I'm... Can I tell you what maintenance continues to pressure me from the community that I'm not going to waver on? Yeah. People like the Avengers better than Age of Ultron. People are wrong. People are wrong. People are wrong. They're close. They're very close. Very close. It's just, I think... you know what? Avengers has got some shining moments. Right. But they were very... introductory moments. They were very similar movies, and I think that Age of Ultron just did a little bit better at a a few things. I agree. But, like, they're so so close in the ranking, in my mind, that, like, nothing's going to split them. You don't think they could ever be broken up? I mean, they could be broken up, maybe not by a Marvel movie. I think that any case you can make for a Marvel movie being better than the Avengers, you can also make a case for it being better than... Age of Ultron. I agree with you there. So, I don't think they're going to get split up. I don't. But that's 
irrelevant. I don't want to move that. I don't. I don't want to move the Avengers up to four. Okay, I'm agree. With, I agree with you there. So, I think Age of Ultron is better. I think the community is wrong, and maybe it's just even my own prejudice is wrong. But yeah, it's not my prejudice. But like, I find this like in a lot of places. You like how I, we, like you and I were convinced that people like Back to the Future two better, and then we found out that they didn't. Uh, no, they and don't. we didn't. Right, and we didn't for sure. We like Back to the Future three better than Back to the Future two, as we Correctly should. Correctly so. Correctly so. Correctly yeah, so. Because it's a Western. And yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I can see, although I was thinking about that today while we're t- while we're on the topic of just overall rankings and revisiting some old films. I can see why a child would like Back to the Future 2 better. Yeah, I agree. And I liked it better as a child. Because, like, I can see why special effects were more important to me than, than storytelling. Well, and I was also a child that very much liked Westerns, like proper Westerns. No, I still am trying to get into Westerns. Yeah. And they're always good when I watch them. I just, I, I'm unable to invest the energy into a whole nother genre of movies. So Westerns are always going to be great movies, but they're never going to be the best movies. Have you seen Tombstone? I have. I wouldn't put it in my top five. I don't think I put it in my top five. It's a great Western. It's a great movie, but it's not one of the best movies. Anyway, so this puts our Marvel rankings at some of these things don't exist in this list, so bear with me. From from the top down, it's going to be Iron Man, Captain America Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, The Avengers, Doctor Strange, Captain America the First Avenger, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Ant-Man, Iron Man 3, Thor, Iron Man 2, Thor the Dark World, and The Incredible Hulk. So where does that put that? I, I, well, okay, so first first of all, let's give a villain ranking. I like Ego. I like he's Ego. He's probably, he's probably, like, I really, like, I want to give him the credit he deserves. I'd say he's up there in that Loki party. I in really that, would. In that, like, I think he's right there with Ronan. I think he's better than Ronan. I agree with that, but we put Ronan pretty high. I think I don't yeah. remember. We, we don't actually have like a. We really should list. have written those down. Somebody in the future will come back to us and be like, "I'm not really sure how it ended up." <laughs> you put is... everything in your top three, right? Everybody's Everyone. or in your bottom three. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Ego though. He's showed a lot of potential, a lot of strong parts, and I really don't. And he's it's, a, it's a tied up loose ends. He's gone. Yeah, that's it. Yep. He's probably not coming back. I guess he could. I guess there's all that light on all those planets yeah, now. Yeah, there's a lot of light floating around. Which, yeah, that was a loose end. Also, like, they're in the middle of the U.S. somewhere that that the flower is on Earth. Kentucky, right? Yeah. The Avengers would have showed up. Yeah, but that wouldn't have mattered. I know, but at least what they would have just... It would have been, like, like Tony Stark responded to the government call of, like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, he probably would have been like, I have no idea. Let me call Thor. Yeah. <laughs> so that would have been, like, a cool little tie-in scene. Could have been good. Could have been great. If it's just, like, real quick, you just see Iron Man, like, scoop somebody up and fly him off. This movie needed a cameo. It did. And not from uh, Dave from... freaking Hasselhoff. No, 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 no. A cameo from the proper Avengers. I agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Just Thor. So they say there's a cameo from Thor and the gladiator battle between him and Hulk when uh, they're flying through the 700 places. But I, I don't, I don't buy it. I didn't. I looked closely at that scene and I was like, no, that's just a, another thing that looks similar. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I liked Ego. He was cool. I didn't, he was cool. I didn't have a whole lot of problems with him. So where does this movie rank? On our ranking list. Is it better than the Hulk? Yeah. You said that kind of reluctantly, so I think that, that answers the question that comes after that. It's better than Thor the Dark World. I don't think it's better than Iron Man 2. Okay. Okay. Uh, for, uh, thinking back on it, Thor the Dark World was a sincerely 
bad movie. Yeah, it was jumbled. It was bad. I'm, I'm kind of curious to watch it for those chemistry pieces between uh, Thor and Loki, because I think there's always some good stuff there. There is. They're on screen there together. Uh, but it's another movie that suffered from a really not great script. Really, yeah. But it had a bad villain, too. So yeah. That's, I, mean. I, I personally think, that, and I mean, I think you could make a case for this being worse than Thor The Dark World, but I'm going to, in my mind, I'm slotting it in there, right? right? And this is a lot of the reason why I asked to move Thor The Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I like Iron Man 2 better than this. I didn't like Thor The Dark World better than this. Iron Man 2's got, um, you know, it's got it's got Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Doing a good job. I mean, he plays a good, he does a good job in that character, you know? Uh, Mickey Rourke's kind of the problem in that movie, I think. Really? Uh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what uh, the problem in that movie is. It's that Sam Rockwell's not a threat. Yeah. That's the problem. Do we hate that movie because people told us to hate that movie? No, I don't like that movie. You sure? I think so. So what's wrong with it? What's wrong with yeah. it? Sam Rockwell's not a threat and he's a huge part of the movie. What do you mean he's not a threat? I mean, he can't figure out anything. Yeah, that's true. It is, be- they're all beaten really easily. Right. Like, there's not really any danger in the whole thing. That's true. That's true. And the greatest peril is like, uh-oh, you're a little fair. Might have some bad guys at it. You know what happens if Ego wins? The universe the gets universe destroyed. <laughs> right. Like, like eventually, if but not I mean, Tony Stark, tanks would have beaten Eva Ivan But I mean, Vanko. seriously, like, the, the I, I, I firmly believe that, like, the first, it's a, it's a what, a two hour and 15 minute long movie? Yeah. Plus some time for, uh, oh, you know what we didn't talk about at all? Is the what? five post-credit scenes. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, we, what, you said you don't have time for it? I, this is a lot of post-credit scenes. I get it. They're just dropping little jokes in on most of them, and, like, almost none of them give you any ideas to what's going to happen in the future. But, like, five? Like, they get, the one that tells you what's going to happen in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I hope, or I don't hope. I hope they just don't do it, or it's in a different movie with the with the Sovereign. Yeah. And, like, we created our new thing. Oh, we created no, Adam. No, 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 no. I want a Ravagers. Yeah. Ravagers are the villain. Like, that's what yeah, I want. the thing with Kraglin trying to get the arrow thing and shooting Drax in the neck, that was pretty funny. Uh, the Ravager thing was right. cool. And then, you know, Teenage Groot was cool. I don't I don't much care for Teenage Groot, and it hasn't even happened yet. I think, so I don't know how that's going to I think they'll down. just fly over it. No, he's Teenage Groot in Infinity Oh, War. is he really? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. He's a raccoon. Oh, fox. <laughs> a raccoon. A raccoon. Anyway, yeah, so there are five post-credit scenes. Um, what were we talking about before that? Sorry, that just caught my mind. I don't remember. Where are we? I have no idea. We were talking Movie about... Movie ranking. We were talking about the ranking. Um, so, yeah. We I, had a breakfast food. Yeah, so we're... Well, hold on. We're putting it above Thor the Dark World, below Iron, Iron Man, Man 2, 2. In 13th... 12th place. Correct. It's hard to visualize. Because stuff got moved around, and there's a movie missing from my list. Yes, because that movie is not live yet. Right, because we've recorded it. But I don't have it in front of me. Okay, we need a, we need a breakfast ranking. Oh, oh, what I you know was, what what I was saying, hold on, is... before this, and this, I need to say this before I, I tell you my breakfast ranking, um, is like, yeah, like, I, I firmly believe that, that the first hour and 45 minutes of this movie were trash. There was a couple yeah, scenes sprinkled in there. Then the ending, once, once Yandu decided to do his, like, sacrifice thing, that was cool. After that point, I was like, okay, I'm sold on this. But, like I said, they had to salvage, they, they, they had to... To kill off a major character that I've gotten attached to to salvage something out of this trash heap of a movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm not happy about that. So my breakfast food, I, I, to me it doesn't matter what it is because whatever it is is burnt. Oh, dude, for me, oh, I, I, as you know, I've been on a four-year strong kick lately. And they do that cover of Alanis Morissette's Ironic. 
Yeah. So to me, this movie is like a, a black fly in your Chardonnay, but that's not a breakfast not food. A, so it's like a, it's like a black fly in your mimosa. Mimosa. You know? If it's like a, if it's food, it's burnt. It's a it's yeah. a it's a hyped up meal that like you had a great meal from that restaurant last time you were here, and you came and they just and you came this time and they just gave you like burnt black sausages over fried eggs, hash browns with uh with the with the with the square American. Single. Hey, I love a Waffle House covered hash brown. <laughs> I love that a lot. That makes me happy. And I can be wrong about that. Like that, you don't have to love them. I love them. But yeah, it's just not good. It's just not a good movie. At James Gunn, do better. I think you will. I have faith. Like, I I don't think this is, I don't think it's unforgivable. No, it's not unforgivable. I don't know, man. This is... And you know what? I mean, honestly, this was preceded by and succeeded by excellent Marvel films. Yeah. Before this was Dottore Strange. Okay, so great. See, right after this is We've Dottore gotten so far Black Yeah, no, Spider-Man. No. Spider-Man even. So we've gotten 5 movies in in phase 3 so far. Mm-hmm. 4 of them have been excellent. Yeah, no, I knew this was going to happen. And this you know one that, right? is not good. No, I didn't know that. I've never seen this movie before. I know, but I told you, didn't I? Yes. That's how I knew it was going to be bad is because you didn't like this movie and you loved Guardians of the Galaxy. Still do. It's a great movie. Have you ever seen it? You would not shut up about it. So when it came to around to Guardians 2 and you just texted me and you're like, Guardians 2, boo. I was like, <laughs> I'm just not watching this movie then. <laughs> yeah, but that was before you and I were super Marvel geeks and had to see all of them. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with that. That really didn't happen until like about 12, 14 weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> October 5th, 2016. <laughs> 17, oh, yeah. 17, 17. Not... 16. When we devoted our lives to Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. I don't know how to pronounce that. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Kevin Feige. If you want to come on this movie. Or not this movie. What? If you What's want to come do on, on this movie. If he wants to come on this podcast, let Either us know. What in this cup? <laughs> Shut the hell up. How do you pronounce? Let's see if. Hang on. How do, will Wikipedia say it for me? Uh, maybe. I'm figuring this out real quick. Okay. Maybe. This says it's Kevin Feige. I mean, I'm more, I'm fine with that. That's what Wikipedia says. Kevin Feige. Capital F-Y-G-H-E-E. I'm sitting over my microphone right now, and I feel like all you can hear is me breathing. Kevin Feige. So Kevin Feige. That's an unsatisfying last name. Sorry, bro. But uh, if, I know. I would have changed it to, like, Kevin Kent. Yeah. Like Kevin Kent. Parker. Kevin, I would have just, I would have changed the whole name to Clark Kent. No, he's just Kevin. You know how like Jeff Bezos that owns Amazon is just Jeff. He can just be Kevin. He's Jeff Bezos, the guy that owns Amazon. I just said this. Yeah, I don't. He doesn't just go by Jeff. He's yeah. not like Zendaya. He's known as Jeff. Is he? Zendaya's the worst. What? Don't like her. Get out of my. She's podcast. not cool enough to go by one word. She's cooler than I will ever hope to ever be. Yeah, because you're really lame. I know. I'm the lamest person. Just so everybody's clear, I am not cool. Let's, let's get that out of the way real quick. I'm lame. Zendaya is cool. <laughs> On a scale from Ty to Zendaya, <laughs> how cool are you? You're probably cooler than me. Yeah. Okay, so... As we did far a breakfast as food? Is that everything? We did everything. What did our breakfast food come out to be? Oh, something burnt. So you're still going to call this a one on your binary? I mean, if it, if if your binary is see it or skip it. Yeah, this is a skipper, bro. If this yeah, was on if it. this was on an album, if all the Marvel movies were an album and I was on Spotify, this this would start playing. I'd be like, skip, skip, give me that Spider-Man. Would you waste one of your like five an hour Pandora skips on this? Pandora's for cops. Pandora's for cops. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you... I'm gonna get really close to the microphone here. If you subscribe to Pandora, you're a cop. 
<laughs> You're the kind of person that names Gatorade by its flavors. Wait, you don't drink any Riptide Rush? No. I drink, what color is Riptide Rush? Purple? Purple. Yeah, I drink purple. <laughs> light blue. I, I know Pin. what the... I know what the flavor is for the light blue one that I like. It's Frost Glacier Freeze. I don't call it that. It's not the '90s. You don't. You don't, like when your coworkers going out to the like gas station or whatever. I guess they don't do that at your job. Uh-huh. You're not like, hey, go grab me a Frost Glacier Freeze. No, I want a light blue Gatorade. I want light a blue. rock star. Light In blue. fact, I my coworkers have figured it out that I like. I I drink Monster every day for like a year, and now like they all know if you're going to get energy drinks or whatever for the. End of the day sales push. I get say uh I get blackout. The other day, my girlfriend had a bag of Skittle. Okay, I oh gotta tell God, you this disgusting. story real quick. First of all, Skittles are amazing. Shut the heck up. Oh, it's like Skittles are awesome. So much sugar. Second like you could, of like, all, taste the sugar. Okay, that's fine. Skittles are awesome. Whatever. She had a bag of Skittles, right? Mm. And she had a bunch of Skittles in her hand. And I grabbed a green Skittle, right? Yeah. She goes, "Did you just eat one of my green apple Skittles?" I was like, "Did you just name Skittle flavors?" <laughs> they all taste the same, right? There's no, they don't taste the same. But there's like. Five of them. Just use colors. <laughs> if you name Skittles by the flavor, you subscribe to Pandora, which means you're a cop. I think coming out of one of my bank accounts is a Pandora subscription. I'm sure it is, because you're a cop. I'm not a cop, but I married a cop. I have Spotify Premium, which means I get unlimited skips, and I get to pick the music I want to listen to. Yeah, I was a brand ambassador for Spotify. You know what Spotify has on uh, Pandora? What? Like like 15 million songs. Yeah, that, and you can pick the songs you want to listen to. Which is crazy, because as a podcast, it's like impossible to get on Spotify if you are not like a big deal. Yeah, that's okay, because Spotify sucks for podcasts anyway. It does, holy crap. It's impossible to find timer. them. There's, yeah, it's impossible to find them. You can't subscribe the way you want to. Oh man, I forgot to turn on a sleep timer last night and i listened to like seven episodes of sleep with me i thought you said you were over it i needed it sleep with me is excellent apparently i've gotten addicted to sleep with me i have a problem mm-hmm. with things that help me sleep you may or may not know this about me is that i think i could do i once had a severe melatonin contest. addiction severe i ate a whole bottle in one night one time why because i couldn't sleep you just drink a beer because i was 19 yeah okay i lived with you when you were 19 there I was, was at beer. my parents house <laughs> ah. it was over winter break alexa don't even start with me Sorry, I don't know that. We are now over two hours, so let's go ahead and wrap this up, and then we can dick around about this stuff. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Bacon and Eggs. Uh, Say it with your chest. Are you telling me to do it again? No, I'm just telling you, have some confidence. Speak with confidence. Speak like you actually care that they listen to Bacon and Eggs. They just spent the last hour and some change listening to us talk about sort of Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2 and sort of stuff that wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. I'm going to smolder while I Smolder. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Bacon and Eggs, the podcast, a movie review podcast, where this week we reviewed, not Back to the Future, which is what my body wants to say, Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Part 2. Back to the Future. <laughs> Back to the Future. Uh, it was a good time. We I think we both rated at a zero, if we're being honest I was about to say i'm gonna fight um, over that one yeah that's rough. wasn't the best it wasn't our favorite one but i hope you, this was your favorite uh we hope that you love bacon and eggs and we hope that you considered uh, supporting us on patreon or going to any of our affiliate programs and uh, taking part in uh, what we have to offer uh, uh you can find us on on twitter and instagram i am at americarlin that's america r-l-i-n and ethan is at wow now the o's are zeros that's twitter and instagram or you can find the the podcast itself on twitter at bacon and eggs 23 where adding new stuff to that twitter account every day trying to make it better and more fun for everybody more fun for um, everyone but the greatest place to get in touch with ethan and i is either our email uh bacon and eggs media at gmail.com where we are always accepting applications for guest hosts you just shoot us an email with the uh, best breakfast you've ever
ever had. Or, Ethan, what's the other best way to get in touch with us if you want to be a part of the community? It's our super fun, super secret, super awesome Facebook group. It's at where you can... It's on Facebook. There's a link in the description. I don't I don't can. know the URL to tell you to get there off the top of my head because it's like facebook.com slash something. But you can you can you can you can just unlimited ah, conversation with one, Ethan and I. This one really rolls off the tongue. Facebook.com slash groups slash one nine eight zero nine two three one eight two one seven seven eight three seven slash. Right off the tongue. Oh one one eight nine nine nine. But you can join that group and you can ask us literally anything you want, or you can talk to the other people. Currently, we're talking about coffee. And why Canada calls Roll coffee up the weird rim. things. Roll up the rim. I've never been to Tim Hortons in my life. I would go to Tim Hortons. I think I've been to Tim Hortons. I've been to Caribou. Super you've good. You've been to Tim Hortons? Uh, maybe. Never been to Tim Hortons. You're telling me you've never been? No, I'm, you telling, me, me I'm telling you I've never been to Tim Hortons. If they have it in Minnesota, I've been. I want to go to Tim Hortons. Oh, one, one, eight, nine, nine, nine. I'll explain this to you guys later. And if you want to know about my uh, strong desire to live in rural Canada, uh, at me. At Ethan. At at, at wow, wow now, now. or just ask me in the facebook group uh, the facebook group is super duper fun we really don't know what we're supposed to be talking about in there but we're talking about stuff it's become less of like a discussion place and more of like a like a hangout it's like yeah, a coffee people shop post cool it's like an stuff online coffee shop today yeah. sarah smith posted a picture of the chinese theater another cheap, cheap american, american knockoff, knockoff. Uh, it's also a place where you can try to add Vaishan as a friend on Facebook. Uh, Vaishan is our graphics guy as well as our merch guy. Uh, Vaishan Brandon, if you like his information, you can always uh, shoot us an email and just ask. I can almost it. guarantee you that there will be a link for merch in the doobly-doo on this episode. Yeah, buy our shirts. They're awesome. I don't know what they say because at this moment they're not finalized. But buy them. Yeah. We love them and we worked very hard on them. Yeah, real hard. Until next week, Arrivederci. American Broadcast Corporation. bitch.